The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today Dynasty. I am your host, Heath Cummings, joined, as usual, by Dan Schneier and our first two-time, second two-time guest of the show, John Bosch, Mr. Fantasy Cares Eliminator, Mr. Scott Fishbowl Horse Race. John, how are (laughs) things going and how crazy are things with Scott Fishbowl entries right now? They are crazy. (laughs) I mean, we we are having fun every day, uh, giving away spots in the 100-yard rush races, um, which are, I mean, they're just fun. There's no way around that they are just straight up fun to do. We enjoy them. It's really fun watching people get into it, uh, you know. And and sometimes people go a little above and beyond, and they don't even have to race. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's that. That's what I was wondering. I was like, I know people hear that hundred yard race, or they see it on Twitter, and they may not know exactly what's happening. Um, so, and one of the things I wanted to ask you about right away is is what was going on with Scott Fishbowl, and like, I think people, some people might be under the impression that it's already been determined who's going to be in this year's Scott Fishbowl. Oh, no. there, there's there are still at least some <laughs> spots open, right? Yeah, there's, I mean, I, I think like there have been something like 2000 invites already. Uh, mm-hmm. We still have a lot of ways, a lot of work to go. <laughs> so uh, I don't think Scott has an official number yet, but last year was 3000. Um, I don't believe SFB has ever gone down <laughs> in numbers. Right. So it's typically growing. So, you know, without knowing the actual number, I would think it's probably going to break 3000. So there are wow. still a lot of invites to go out. Now, there's a place where people can sign up to be considered. Has that yes. deadline passed? Or could someone no. still still sign up for that as well? You can sign up the day till the very final uh, invite goes out, scottfishbowl.com. It's the easiest way. Just go straight to scottfishbowl.com uh, and, and sign up. There's a sign-up form. Um, as you can see, I have attend SFB live events if you're interested in drafting live. Most of those are full for the drafting aspect mm-hmm. at this point. 
uh, thankfully, <laughs> but uh, you can still go, go attend them. Like these are events that are going to be open to everybody. We basically want it to be a party that has some people drafting at it. Uh, but just cause you're not drafting doesn't mean you can't go. So you can always fill out the form, let the organizer know that you plan to come and that way we can kind of plan and, and get some fun things going at the live draft events as well. So Dan, I believe you were just invited to go to Orlando and draft in Orlando. If you would like to, um, I, you were in Scott Fishbowl last year, had a remarkable season. If I remember correctly, really, really good. I think you and Azer were in the same division. Um, yeah, what division did you choose this year? I'm still in the process of choosing division yeah. because I'm trying oh, to see he's if I can... yell at you. John's I know, yell at I know. Pick I just talked, pick, pick and division. I just talked to Scott about this like two days ago because <laughs> I was trying to see if I could make it work to go to one of the live drafts, which now yeah. I think listening to John just say what he just said, I'm pretty sure I'm out of that because I don't. I, the New York one is filled now. Is that correct? Uh, I think so. Yeah, Honestly, I, I think the only one that might have been, I don't. If that's the case, I'm probably just going to pick my division right when we end this podcast because I want to get that going and not leave you guys hanging. I was just trying to see if I can make the day work, the date work, because I had another thing I had to attend that day. So it looks like I'm out of that anyway. So I'll probably pick my division because we also have just for those listening. And this will be the case for next year as well. A bunch of you who donated to Draftathon and St. Jude last year to be in my division or Heath's division or the rest of our divisions for the Scott Fishbowl. We need to pair you up as well, John. So John, that's also going on. And I've talked to Scott about that as well. So we have a list of names that have to be in our divisions too. So I got to get that division out to you guys. And I will after Th- this. Thankfully nice. my division last I looked, I'm not telling anybody which one it is yet, but <laughs> last I looked, there were only four other teams that had chosen okay. that one. So I, I chose one where there's some open, open room. Um, you I'm know, afraid. that's, you know, that's public knowledge, right? Heath? It, it is, but they have to go, they have, <laughs> they to, have go to go do some work. To try to find it. If I just just say it, it makes it easier. With one of my friends, like one of my real life friends comes to my, like my home league, one of my home league mates uh, (laughs) who spent a lot of time managing that particular restaurant that you chose. And so he's in that one. (laughs) (laughs) That is fantastic. You're in with Heath. That's pretty cool. So. <laughs> so so I did want to hit on Scott Fishbowl, but this show is not going to be about Scott Fishbowl. Of course, this is a dynasty show. We've we are going to talk a little bit about trade charts and trade calculators, specifically some players where my trade chart is pretty wildly unaligned with dynasty trade calculator or the consensus opinion. And I will make my case at for those players that I like more. You guys can tell me I'm crazy. Or tell me I'm right. Also, I wanted to bring one of my own tweets into the show. Maybe that doesn't make any sense. But I realized, and we'll talk about this again in just a moment, but five of the top 12 running backs from 2020 are currently not on NFL rosters. They are free agents in June. Now, one of those, haha, Mike Davis. Um, and maybe even two, James Robinson wasn't ever supposed to do that, so so it makes sense. But it, it does, I really want to dig in in just a minute to, like, what does, the, how should that shape people's dynasty strategy? And who from last year's class are we going to be talking about that way and I, I realized after saying that and then looking at the top 12 from last year, it might be more than five in yeah. two years that are not on an NFL roster. Like the turnover at running back is coming fast and furious. John, I did have three questions for you, though. We hit on one of them. Scott Fishbowl, 13 status update. Now, who is one player you are selling based on the Dynasty trade calculator values? So not surprisingly, it is a running back <laughs> because – 
I am very much in the field in the camp of if a running back has value, get rid of them. <laughs> like okay. every so basically yes. every running back could be the answer except for Bijan. He's the only one that I would not get rid of right now. Um, I'll, I'll go straight to the second in the DTC uh, value chart, Dynasty Trade Calculator value chart. That's Brees Hall. Look, <laughs> I he is probably my two or three also. Like he is mm-hmm. very good running back. I have a lot of expectations for him. I don't care. <laughs> like he's a running back. So if I can get max value for him, I want it. I don't know that he's got a place for his value to increase. I mean, right. he could show up healthy, which everybody's expecting and produce. And he's still not going to be more valuable than Bijan Robinson. So he's already at the point where he's extremely valuable. I would love to basically tear down from him. That's, that's how I typically try and, uh, trade away running backs at this time of year when I'm we are still far away, but I do start thinking about it in the you know, I am gonna have to set a lineup in a few months. So if I can trade away Bijan Robinson and get somebody who I think is gonna give me production. You mean Brisol? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not Brisol. trading away Bijan Robinson. Yes, I'm not trading away okay. Bijan. So if I can trade away uh Brisol and get, you know, running back that I think will produce and future picks on top of it, that's how I try to operate my teams. I and I I'm always happy to move running backs. Yeah, I, 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 th- I mean that obviously makes a lot of sense, Dan. When you're not competitive, and it makes a lot of sense in leagues where you don't have strict roster requirements. I think when when you're in a league where you have to start two running backs and you're trying to win this year, then that's or next year. Like that's that's the t- probably just this year. Um, that's the time when I'm when I'm acquiring running backs. I do I do wonder because I've got Taylor ahead of Brees Hall. Is Brees Hall your number two running back, Dan? Or is there somebody you'd rather have besides Bijan over him? Brees Hall is my number two running back right now. But I, I you know, I've mentioned this in the last time I was on the show. I think it was a couple weeks ago now. I did and someone asked me on Twitter right after, like, what did you mean by that? I have a very radical strategy in Dynasty, and that radical strategy is essentially aligned with what John was just discussing. Like I take zero running back and I, I take it to the next level when it comes to Dynasty. These assets to me, like I'm with John. I would be looking to Brees Hall, move Brees Hall. I might wait until we get to like late August when we're getting all these reports from camp and these glowing reports and the hype is really building and building and building. But I'm not not really looking at that position as one. And I understand like there are leagues where you have requirements or even in leagues though, where I need to start too. I've found a way in some of my leagues to manage that position and get some kind of production out of those spots while also maintaining the rest of my roster at receiver tight end and quarterback. Cause I play in a lot of super flex dynasty leagues with assets that I believe I can build fo- move forward with for not just next year and the year after, but for like five years from now, because I'm not so sure we get two, three years into this and Brees Hall is still anywhere near our running back to you brought it up with the 2020 backs. And, and I have a bunch of backs I was looking at that. I want to talk about at some point on this show, like guys who were finishing very high in our rankings la- or very high in production last year, high in our rankings this year that I'm looking to move right now. And I wouldn't want any part of in dynasty. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I think, and I tried to convince you of this before our rookie draft because you were one of uh, those teams a long or maybe not a long ways away, but no, it's a long a way ways away. away, not not competing this year. And you had the 101 and I was I was trying to see, like, what can I trade to get it? And I couldn't come up with a package that was big enough. I know John has basically said that there's not a package big enough to trade for B. John Robinson. But I do think that, like, that's a little bit of an area where. Like, we don't want to have running backs unless it's like the last minute we have to to compete to win. But Bijan Robinson is so far and away the 101 that this team that's not any good should just let sit on their roster for the next year and a half. 
I yeah, considered, I mean, I, if I, if I got the right offer, I would trade him, but it, it would, th- that right offer would have to be like a top wide receiver, a top quarterback in super flex. Like I'm happy to move him for that. I'm not moving B. John Robinson for running back position. <laughs> like, let me ask oh, you for question. sure. Yes, definitely not for running back position. I agree with you on that, John, but let me ask you a question regard with regards to Bijan to like, let's bring up this sen- sen- uh, specific scenario. He just brought up. Mm-hmm. I inherited a team in our YOLO dynasty league. It was terrible, just a terrible team. It needs a top down rebuild. I haven't done the best job doing that yet. I'm going to try to do a better job of that moving forward. But the point <laughs> is I have Bijan Robinson now. And if my team is this far away, like, am I, at that point, you have to consider, like, is it worth it to move Bijan Robinson? Because by the time I can get competitive or is the other side of it, like now you have Bijan Robinson, you can get competitive a lot faster than you might think with him on your roster. I'd move him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, it, on a team on a team like that, if you earned the 101 yeah. and you weren't and you weren't trying to earn the 101, you just earned it because the team is just that bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, then yeah, I would, I would certainly be looking to move it. I would want a bunch of picks. I would want young wide receivers, um, maybe a tight end if it's a specific tight end because, <laughs> because I'm biased. He, uh, he has yeah. that tight end actually. I have that tight end. Oh, you that's, have that's basically people have been good trying player. to acquire that tight end. And for <laughs> me, it's actually going to be harder for me to move that tight end right now. And that's yeah. Kyle Pitts. Yeah. And it is to move Bijan Robinson. I have zero interest in trading Kyle Pitts right now. It is current value. I'm getting horrific Agreed. offers for him. Low ball. No reason to move him. What is, how old is Kyle Pitts right now? <laughs> He's but, still younger than most of the rookies. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to make a note here to make one more run at Bijan Robinson mm-hmm. from Dan. I'm going to wait until we get through training camp though. So I make sure that he doesn't suffer some sort of injury in yeah. the preseason. And that's another thing. I do think if you are competitive and also if you're not and you're trying to sell these players make sure if you're making a trade in june or july that you're really getting your socks knocked off because i do think that there's going to be a team that has a need or that when you're buying players they're gonna be players who get hurt and you don't want to trade for one of those guys i would really rather wait and make most of those trades in september unless you can take advantage of a situation where you're getting a deal better than what you think you'll be able to get in season all this talk about tr- trade, John, and we're going to have a lot more. There is one thing about you. I don't know if Dan knows this. I don't know if people have seen it on Twitter. You don't really enjoy <laughs> um, the, the, the art of negotiations when it comes to trades. You, I don't. You, you, you would really like to just <laughs> receive someone's best offer and yep. accept it or decline it. There will be no counteroffers. No, You'll be true. accepting that, no counteroffers. I will counter something. So, well, no, that's what, that's what I want to know because I'm certain <laughs> there are exceptions. Yes. What, what does it take – to get you to negotiate on a dynasty trade. So like, I won't talk, tra- <laughs> I will talk about trades uh-huh. till my, till I'm blue in the face. I will never, like, I just won't do the back and forth, uh, you know, a hundred messages uh-huh. trying to figure out what do you want off my roster? What do I want to for, look, just send me the offer. <laughs> Cause yeah. it's just, I don't know. I, 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 it's gotten to the point where there, I, I, I enjoy trading I don't enjoy trade negotiating just to negotiate a trade. Right. And a lot of times it just doesn't pan out. So I'll, I'll, maybe I'll give somebody a shot of, a, you know, a message or two. But after a little bit, I'm like, just send the offer. Like, <laughs> quit telling me what you're going to send me. Send it to me. And it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that, John, because it's like, like all of my if I'm looking back, I'm just thinking about the most recent five trades I made. All of those trades were offer sent counter offer sent and accepted yeah. or count, it's like, just there was no negotiation involved you had a base point we had the point of the base and i may have not found that as you know a deal i want to make or the vice versa but the counter got there and that was it and we didn't text about it we didn't talk about it it was just done 
It's actually like real people. I mean, and some people just enjoy that back and forth. And I get that. Yeah. And there are times where I will enjoy that back and forth, you know, because I'm on the elliptical or something and I need to kill an hour <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but when I'm, when I'm working or something, like I just want to see the offer, <laughs> like click accept, reject, or click a look at their roster and be like, okay, we, you, this is kind of what you want for me. Obviously this is what I would want from you to get it. And if that gets accepted, boom, clean, done fast. I like making, I do, I love trading, but uh, sometimes the the talking about a trade just <laughs> gets a little rough because some people just don't, or they don't want to send the offer. And, yeah. and like, if you're not going to send oh, the there, offer, what are you doing yes. here? <laughs> there are certainly people in my leagues who will talk to you for hours about a trade, but won't respond to your trade offer <laughs> or send a trade offer themselves. They're they're happy to have the discussions. We can We can talk about it. Um, get really close, but we're not actually going to pull the trigger. I think people are really afraid of losing trades. And yeah. that's, I, I get that, but you know, the way to get over it, you make a bunch of trades. <laughs> like the best way to recover from a bad trade is to make a bunch more trades. <laughs> you just, that, that, eventually that is, you get yes. one, right? <laughs> so. Okay. We're going to get to those top 12 running backs from 2020 who have completely fallen off a cliff. Dan, if you could pull up the 2022 top 12, so we can go through those guys and kind of make our predictions of who's going to be next in this regard. We'll get to those running backs and the tweet right after this. eBay motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, John, so five running backs from the 2020 class that finished top 12 in 2020 PPR scoring. Dalvin Cook, James Robinson, Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Mike Davis, Snicker. Um, (laughs) All not on NFL teams right now. I think... There is a, a a bigger risk than people are acknowledging, specifically for the guy at number two there, Dalvin Cook, that this is not going to turn out as well as they think. He seems to be the guy who has like, I'm still worth a lot of money. I'm not going to go take a minimum contract. I'm not going to like Leonard Fournette's going through this is also also, but Leonard Fournette's been through this. He's gone all the way up into training camp without a job and had to settle for something that he didn't think was as good as what he should have got. I'm I'm concerned that Dalvin Cook puts himself in a bad spot or doesn't get the deal that he deserves, however you want to view that. I guess my question is that the the three the two or three Cook 
Elliot and Hunt specifically. Are any of these guys buys for you right now if you can get them cheap enough on a contending roster? Are these the types of running backs where you give up very little and they turn into being starters for part of the year? I have zero interest in Zeke. (laughs) Um, I I think he's just done. I mean, even if he does land in a good spot, we'll call it, like I I don't think he has it in him to be – the running back I'm going to be comfortable throwing in my starting lineup and hope on a championship contending team. Like that's right. going to feel like a lineup hole for me. Right. Dalvin's the guy. <laughs> and I, I know you just said that you're worried about yeah. him. I'm worried too. Um, but I still have him on the rosters. So maybe, maybe I'm uh, just trying to convince myself. I, but I do think he's discounted right now, right now. He's not signed anywhere. Right. As soon as he signs, he's going to cost more to, to acquire. So if you want to, it's a risk. It's definitely a risk because there's a lot of unknown. But he's the one that has the best chance of signing with a team that puts him in a spot to score you a lot of fantasy points. All right. these other guys, nope. I, I don't think Zeke does it. Kareem Hunt's kind of interesting, but Kareem Hunt's been kind of interesting for how many years now without really ever, you know, giving us that big punch that you need at the running back spot. I think Dalvin's the only one that has that kind of upside and it's a risk. <laughs> so, so Dan, I think like the, a trade for Dalvin as a contender that has a, a bad pick was going to cost you at least a first round pick um, was I say, yes, what I, I don't, I'm not comfortable giving up a 2024 first right now, even if I'm really good for Dalvin cook. Do you think there's a possibility we could acquire him for less than a first right now? I think that's, that has to be. What is the? Well, I'm curious to hear, John, what the what the calculator says right now for what it would cost to acquire Cook because I would not be comfortable giving a one either if I'm contending. Yeah, I I'm definitely not giving a, a one form for Dalvin. What I would be looking for, I would be offering like a second, and then okay. maybe some sort of a wide receiver that uh, has like Paris Marshall type or something like that. Oh yeah, I mean that would be. I would love to get, okay. <laughs> get for that. Uh, on the calculator, he comes Talking in older. At 12.2, which is just about equal to a 2025 first. So uh, a a first round pick, but two years out um, is about what he's valued at right now. I would be looking to move him or move for him in in places to get him. Like I said, you know, a a 24 second plus. I'd probably go a little bit higher than Terrace Marshall, but um, a wide receiver that would maybe be of interest to somebody Adam Thielen, something like that. You know, one of those old aging veterans that maybe they're going to get a productive year out of, and you're going to get a second round pick. I'll just take that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think and that's the thing is like, you want to trade those guys. I think if you're trading for Dalvin cook to someone who is realizing their window is closing, they're probably looking for the younger wide receiver. Yeah, I maybe like if, a chase Claypool or something like that. Yeah. I was a even thinking that, Elijah Moore, but that might be oh, Elijah Moore. High. That's a good one too. Somebody, a wide receiver that still has that potential. Right. Uh, trade away that potential and try and get points for this year if you're contending. Dan, do you see anything in terms of these backs that have fallen off? Like, is there a specific archetype that we can look for in the top 12 running back that disappeared from 2020? I think really it's just an age factor with a lot of these guys. You right. look at you look at the changes in the NFL and you've seen that number for average age of fall off is dropping and it keeps dropping every single year. I believe it's between 26 and 27 years old right now. And it's just so funny on the cook front because last year I was in my home dynasty league and I was a contending team. I was trying to trade for Jalvin Cook and we we're going back and forth. He wanted a first rounder for next year. I didn't want to get a first and a second for next year. I didn't want to give that. I was dangling Tony Pollard. And nowadays we, we look back this year and I won't even consider 
Tony Pollard for Dalvin Cook. I ultimately yeah. just traded Pollard for a first round pick, but I, it's not even something I would consider. So it's really we're gonna as we get to this next segment, you're gonna bring up like all these guys we mentioned. You should probably look to start trading them now, regardless of where, in my opinion, regardless of where you're at. I mean, if you're a contending team that feels like all right, it's the final piece, and I need Dalvin Cook or whoever we're gonna talk about next to to win this championship, and I'm that close. Okay, maybe you keep him for this year, but you do so knowing that you're losing a ton of value in the for uh, you know for the rest of your for the future of your team. I'll I think we've all trade off of contending teams running yeah. backs right now. Yeah. I, I make the joke tweet every November. Well, now it's time, finally time to trade for running backs. Uh, you know, we've got three weeks left in the NFL season. That's that's when I really want to yeah. really want to get them. Um, you can always get them back later. That's the nice thing about running. Yep. Backs. Trade them away now. Don't be the person that's sticking with them over the summer. Literally, when the season is going on, if you need them, you'll be able to get them. You might have to overpay overpay later because it's a lot safer than than trading for running backs now and and that kind of answers like how we're handling running backs in dynasty i i think when we look at the 2022 list my original question was to each of you to name the five backs who were top 12 last year who will not be on an nfl roster in 2024 and i didn't really even realize i mean we talked about it a little bit how old the top 12 was last year. Like, I think if you look at the top 12 last year, 75% of them are going to be 27 or older this year. So you could take that a couple of ways. Maybe that means that running backs don't fall off a cliff as quickly as we think they do. So maybe they actually can be productive longer. I think it means we're just heading for a start, a sharp, sharp cliff. (laughs) So Dan, who are those top 12 running backs from 2022? So I actually was looking at the wrong sheet and I was looking at our consensus rankings for 2023. Really? Okay. Sorry. I can tell you for a, you a, a, a lot of them. I, I can tell you the ones that are older, like Dalvin cook still was a top 12 running back last year. He's probably not going to be in a roster in two years. Derek Henry, 29 years old. And I don't know if what you want to bet against Derek Henry, but he's definitely like on a per game basis. One of those guys that you're going to see that's going to be falling off. I'm here right now, by the All way. Right, let's the hear him. We want to do it. Let's do it. Okay. My bad there. We got Josh Jacobs. We've got Christian McCaffrey. We've got Derek Henry, and this is scoring with PPR. We've got so no, one. I think Henry's probably one. So we've got, sorry, I'm going to PPR. I said it wrong. We've got Eckler. That's yep. the interesting one. We've got Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Ramondre Stevenson, Tony Pollard, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, and Leonard Fournette. Okay, so I'm going to change the exercise. Who from that group are you certain <laughs> is going to be on a roster two years from now? On a roster? There, there's a couple that will be on a roster. Barkley. Um, starting running back? <sighs> yeah, Barkley. Jacobs is still – Jacobs is younger than – we think He's Jacobs is 25. I think he will be on a roster. I think Mc- Ramondre will be on a roster. I McCaffrey think- will always have a role based on what he can do in the passing game. Yeah. He's but the one that I, I want to stop saying that he's getting old and I want to get rid of him. <laughs> like I, right. I, I'm just, I'm, he's going to be 22 in my mind until he's just not. Cause I, I don't want to get burned by him repeatedly. Yeah. He will be 29 two no. years from now. That's the thing. Like Dan, you say oh, man. that Saquon Barkley for sure. Well, he's going to be 28. Right. I don't yeah. think Saquon Barkley last year was any better than Dalvin Cook was You're two right. years ago. I don't say I want to take back Barkley for sure because Barkley to me is not going to his game may not age as well as a McCaffrey because he he can do something in the receiving game. It's mostly just flare routes and screens. Like he's not running the routes like McCaffrey's running routes. Neither, neither is Cook. 
we, we probably need to look at the contract outs for all of them. That's that. Yeah. Honestly, that's probably more important than their, their athletic ability or skill or anything because it's the NFL and for running backs, it comes down to money. I mean, I don't even feel confident in Tony Pollard. He's a piece. I, I find him very overrated in Dynasty. Yeah. I got a first round pick for him, and I was extremely excited about that. I think right now he's probably one of the most overrated Dynasty assets in, in general, not just at the running back position. Well, let's let's go with that then for first, John. If you've got uh, Tony Pollard's value, like r- I guess rank in the top 150 and then and then what his value is just compared to some other running backs, because I, I think that might be a good point. He might be one of the guys we should be considering selling right now, Dan. Yeah, so Tony Pollard comes in on the calculator, and this is Superflex tight end premium at right. a at twenty two point four. I a hundred percent agree with you that I'm a, I'm getting rid of him. I'm trading him away. Um, you actually, based on the calculator, trying to trade calculator, you can get a little bit more than a first. A twenty four first comes in at eighteen. Mm-hmm. So if I can get a first plus for him, easily. Uh, it, it, you know, we think he has he hasn't had the role. He's going to get the role this year. But it's still like right. year twenty-seven. Right. He's been around for a while. He didn't he's have not, the role in college. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I think he's going to be very good. Love him for redraft. Like absolutely want to have him on redraft teams. I on in Dynasty, this is what I've been waiting for. Now his value gets me like a really good cash out price. So hundred percent getting rid of Tony Pollard. Like that idea a lot. So I want to talk just for a second about what we're going to be comparing in terms of values and then in terms of rankings over the next couple of players. And then we're going to get to as many of your trades as we can. Feel free to put them in the chat. We've got some from Twitter. We'll go over there as well. We're looking at my trade chart, which is not in any way, shape or form designed to be something that is a consensus or something that I expect other people to agree with. This is how I value players. And but basically the way I determine the value is I've just – now this is the way I've always done it. The number one player is worth 50 points. Everyone else's value is relative to that number one player. So we don't have to necessarily talk points as much as we can just talk about like where they rank on the trade chart and who they are more valuable than and less valuable than. But I did want you, John, just to give you a minute or two to kind of tell people the trade calculator. What – what are you don't have to give me the, the secret sauce, but what are the I don't inputs? Know the secret sauce. Right, yeah. the, 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 well, a, just a, an overview of the inputs that determine how where some like this is not one person putting no. a value in for a player. Yeah, this one they they put a lot of work into it, and they actually can pull like real trades that happen right. in real leagues. They're built into uh, some of the host sites, which is awesome because that gives you a real reflection of what's actually going on, what's actually being traded for, not just what people are posting on Twitter. Hey, would you do this? Well, that's <laughs> that didn't actually happen. So you get real trade data, which is huge. Right. Um, they do have manual rankings, things like that. But the goal of the trade calculator is not to do what Heath does, which is Heath. Right. What Heath does is great, and that's what everybody should do. And then you should compare your own values to something like Dynasty Trade Calculator, which is a little bit more of a consensus. The goal is kind of make it so that when a guy is valued at this versus this in picks or something like that, or versus another player. Half the people would go one way, half the people would go the other way. Uh, they never want to have anything posted that would be like completely lopsided. Right. Because they're trying to get a general area of what is this guy worth. So the goal is kind of be, you know, like a Vegas casino. <laughs> they don't care who wins or loses. They want to have 50 people on one side, 50 people on the other side. Uh, so that's kind of the goal of the calculator is to really get that midline value 
right. and give people a basis of where to start from when they want to value people or how they think others might be valuing people. Excellent. So that, and that, that sets up perfectly for what I wanted to do here. Cause the way I look at it is like, these are players that I would prefer over these players that it appears the consensus prefers. Mm-hmm. And so it should be a way to take advantage of the consensus. If you agree with the way that I value players. And I think I tried to not just choose players, but choose kind of situations that, so we can get into the talk about value. This first one, specifically in a one quarterback league, I want to talk about the the value of Patrick Mahomes because everybody in Superflex recognizes the top five quarterbacks are the five most valuable players or whatever. Maybe it's three, maybe it's four, whatever. And then Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson, of course. Um, but <laughs> but but in one quarterback, I think there is a a really big range of opinions. There are people in Dynasty who still look at it like we looked at it in redraft two or three years ago, where no quarterback is amongst the top 25 players because he's a quarterback and you can find quarterbacks anywhere. And then there are people like me who view Patrick Mahomes as a first round pick, whether you can start one or two quarterbacks. And specifically, one of the guys that I think I'm lower on, um, but helps kind of prove um, my point, I guess, is A.J. Brown relative to Patrick Mahomes. When I look at those two players, I think Patrick Mahomes makes a bigger impact for my team in a one-quarterback league this year than A.J. Brown. I also think, and A.J. Brown's not quite as young as he seems. I, I believe, and you can tell me, John, where where he ranks in terms of the value on Dynasty Trade Calculator. A surefire first-round pick. Um, and in value, I would assume more than Mahomes in a one-quarterback league. Um, Patrick Mahomes' runway is double to maybe triple that of A.J. Brown in terms of remaining years left as a producer on your fantasy team. So I I think it's a cinch. I'd rather have Mahomes than A.J. Brown. But that doesn't seem to be the consensus. So for me, it would be very dependent on what are my other options. And that's going to be the key. That's what makes Dynasty so fun is because mm-hmm. it not the answer is not going to be right or it's not going to be the same for any one of my teams. I have a lot of teams. Um, Some, some situations it's going to be, I want Mahomes there, but let's say I have a quarterback like Joe Burrow or something. Well, you know what? I don't really need Mahomes. It'd be really nice to slot AJ Brown in along with Burrow. (laughs) And that duo is very nice. Let's say my other backup quarterback instead of Burrow is like Baker Mayfield. Okay. Well, (laughs) I don't feel great about having to throw him in my starting lineup. So in that case, yeah, like it's, I'm probably right. just going to keep home. So it's so much more dependent on what the other pieces are that I have. Um, straight up one for one. If somebody asked me in a single quarterback league, I would probably ask them how comfortable they are playing uncomfortable quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, right. If you're comfortable with it, you can definitely do it and you can find a guy every week to play. It's ugly. It leads to really great rosters outside of your quarterback room. <laughs> um, right. But if you're not comfortable with that, just just play. Just get Mahomes and play. Like that. That's so easy to do. You're right. He's going to play for seemingly forever uh, because he's young. He's great. The team is great. They've built everything around him, and he is the centerpiece of the NFL. Like. I mean, he's not going anywhere. So he's a great piece to have on your team, even in single quarterback. What, what are the values on those in a one quarterback league? So in a one quarterback league, A.J. Brown, he is uh, listed as the fourth overall wide receiver, right about 40 points. Patrick Mahomes in a single quarterback league comes in. He's the top quarterback, but in a single quarterback league comes in at 25 and a half. So a, a 
drastic difference. Um, and that is solely because in one quarterback leagues, quarterbacks just get discounted. They, yeah, they do you, help you win, they, though. I, th- I think there's some changing thought towards right. that, though, because yeah. the top, top quarterbacks, they really give you an advantage at this right, that's point. That's what I'm saying. Like, Dan, should yeah. we maybe be – like, we've got this tier of three I think everyone mostly agrees on. Maybe there's one guy somebody else wants to put in there, but Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts as kind of in their, in their own top dynasty tier. Um, should we be discounting everybody but them in, dynasty, in, in one quarterback? No, I mean, I, I personally extend that tier a little bit to Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert as well, two, two players I'm very high on at quarterback. But I think the big point that you made maybe a few few seconds ago was that, in my mind, as we see this gap continue to be to be made with what you're getting production-wise on a season-to-season basis at with those top quarterbacks versus mm-hmm. the rest of the field, which we haven't seen really until the last two, three seasons. I think Chris Towers did some good research on this two years ago, and that gap is widening those assets become even more valuable to me because before it was just like, all right, well, you you like these guys because they're going to play a long time. Like you mentioned, they have a much longer runway than a player like A.J. Brown, which I really think Mahomes does because A.J. Brown's had major knee issues and knee surgeries in his past as well. And we don't, I don't fully know like where his career, at some point the Eagles are going to be in a cap situation where they have to make a move on from one of these players, whether it be A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. It's, it's hard to tell which one it's going to be at this point. I would lean toward it being A.J. Brown. Then we get to the point where or, you know, we're at with Dalvin Cook and all these players right now. So I just feel like as that gap widens with the top quarterbacks, those players become more valuable even in single quarterback leagues. I like it. I like it. Now I'm going to try to advocate for a running back over a non-running back. And so okay. I, I've already lost oh John. Oh you my. lost me too. <laughs> in, the, in this discussion. Oh my. Uh, you thought I was anti-running back in redraft. Like the guy that I am arguing against, Mark Andrews, I have been the Mark Andrews guy in redraft and dynasty for the last three years. Um, I I just traded for Mark Andrews like a month and a half ago. So I'm, I'm not anti-Mark Andrews. I was surprised by how high he seemed to be ranked relative to the other players. And, and John, if you could just kind of have, after I'm done with my, uh, the, the running backs and wide receivers that are right in that same range as Mark Andrews, I believe he was a top 20 or 25 player overall in the value. He is about 20 spots behind Josh Jacobs for me on my dynasty trade chart. Josh Jacobs, I do have as more valuable than Mark Andrews. And I just don't, we have one year where Mark Andrews really stood out like Travis Kelsey. The other years he's been great. And one of the few tight ends that I don't have any concern about being a top five guy this year. But the difference between him and everybody else hasn't been quite as big. He's four years older than Josh Jacobs. And I don't have a great deal of certainty with the new offense this year and the new wide receivers on the team that his target share is going to be quite as great as it was before. I think there's a chance he takes a small step back, which makes him still a top five tight end, but not as much of a difference maker as a guy who is in the exact same situation at 25 years old that just gave him 380 touches. So uh, Josh Jacobs and Mark Andrews on the calculator, Dynasty Trade calculator, actually come in very close yeah. <laughs> in, in value. Like it's really close. Only a couple of points separate them. For me, it's not close. Though. <laughs> that's, right. what I, that's kind of that's uh, kind of was the reason I did this um, was because we did trash the running backs for a while, yeah. and here is a running back who <laughs> I actually like more than the tight end, and I knew that you wouldn't agree. 
I definitely don't agree. It's so hard to find tight end production consistently that I am willing to, I mean, if I don't have Kelsey Pitts or Andrews on my roster, I guess I'm okay with like Goddard. Outside of that, I, I feel very uncomfortable at tight end. So I am willing to give up a lot, including a young running back that is very productive to get me a tight end that I can lock into my roster. And I think Mark Andrews has more seasons to come like what he did when he was beating Travis Kelsey. You know, Lamar Jackson is now now set and ready to go with him. Uh, so I don't think we have to worry about losing him. I think that's a good connection. And Mark Andrews is definitely a player I want to have on my roster. Who are the other players, non-tight ends, in the same value range as Mark Andrews? And Dan, you get to play a little too high, too low, or just right with the uh, with the trade calculator instead of with my rankings. So running back wise, it's Travis Etienne, Jameer Gibbs, and Josh Jacobs, which I think that all makes sense. That's a pretty good tier of young running backs, right? Uh, which is what the one of the best tight ends should be worth. Okay. And wide receiver, we have um, wide receiver in that range. That's going to be a little bit tougher, obviously, just because wide receivers are always going to be more valuable mm-hmm. <laughs> because they play they play for a longer time than running backs and they score more points than yeah. tight ends. So we, we get a little bit lower. We're actually kind of in an older tier. We've got Tyreek Hill. Uh, we've got Stefan Diggs, Cooper Cup, all right in that range for the older side. Younger side, you've got uh, DK Metcalf and Devonta Smith. So I, I think it's I, – I think he, they, they all see – that would be a tier where I could see swapping from one position to the other with all of these players. Like if you wanted to trade one to get the other position, I think those are all pretty aligned target-wise. Too high, too low, or just right, Dan? Uh, I think I'm going to go with with – I think I'm going to go a little too high for me. I just look at look at the players that were mentioned there by John, like even a player like Devontae Smith, like there's no scenario where I would prefer him to Devontae Smith, for example, and maybe, maybe for some of the older players, but even then like a Tyreek Hill who's in that range, like I think you have a better chance to win now with Tyreek Hill on your roster, especially given what we've seen them do around him um, from, from just a supporting cast standpoint. And we could be seeing, you know, not as much production as we've seen. And you mentioned it, there really was just that one season of dominance there. Um, so we'll see. And, and that was, he- it was based on heavy, heavy targets that year right. too, which I'm not sure can be repeatable right now. Uh, one of the names that John mentioned, Stefan Diggs, um, we had somebody in the chat who said this. And so I went and looked it up. Um, Sean McDermott did tell reporters today that Stefan Diggs is not at mandatory minicamp and he is very concerned. Ooh, that is weird. So that might be a situation where we see a little bit of uh, a discount for Stefan Diggs coming in the next month or so, and you should probably just buy the dip. He's probably it's, it'll probably turn out okay. I don't think his contract's very tradable for the Bills, and they're not going to let him go it's anyway. Not no, no. So we've got. I don't we, know why he would want to go anywhere. <laughs> like, well, at the end of the year, remember he had some of the, the there were some weird connections with him, social media stuff, where it seemed like uh, might, yeah. that relationship might be souring a bit. Hmm. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, especially for Josh Allen's case. Although, can you imagine the Gabe Davis hype if Stephon Diggs were to go away? It would be and that and Dalton oh Kincaid. They'd no, what about Khalil hype. Shakir? That would be the real hype. Khalil <laughs> Shakir might even get a little bit, a little bit of hype as well. I've got one more duo here, to and it kind of goes along the same range. John, I, I want to see how is the trade calculator valuing a couple of guys? Damian Pierce, mm-hmm. who is a young running back. Um, James Robinson, we saw on that list from. 
two years ago, that's the reason you should be concerned about Damian Pierce because running backs with day three draft capital or less who have good rookie seasons are the best trade candidates in the world uh, because they usually fall off or get replaced. And then the other one is George Kittle, who another another older and definitely older than Andrews tight end who hasn't quite been elite. And we got some real questions about his 2023. How, how does the uh, the trade calculator have those two value, John? So Damian Pierce versus George Kittle, I'll give you my personal thoughts first. I don't want either. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I really don't want either. Uh, but Kittle comes in on the calculator at 21 and a half. Uh, that's, you know, for me, that feels a little high for a 29-year-old tight end. Yes. Granted, tight ends can play a little bit longer, it does seem. Uh, but so he he comes in 21 and a half. Damian Pierce, young running back, kind of like that. But like you said, bad draft capital, bad team, comes in only at 13 and a half. So it's a pretty distinct difference where the calculator is favoring George Kittle. Mm-hmm. That's probably because... George Kittle's more likely to play for another year or two. And like you said, Damian Pierce could be just gone. I mean, once right. he's out, he's going to be done. I don't I don't see him getting picked up and signed elsewhere and being productive. Okay, so Dan, that, that did tell me, like, I've got Pierce ahead of Kittle, and that was kind of yep. one of the things that I wanted to highlight. I, I've got it actually not that big of difference, but a little bit of difference between the two of them as well, just because I don't know what this 49ers offense is going to look like. And we should stop doing this. We can't say when George Kittle and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey are healthy because the odds that the four of those guys are healthy for more than four games this year, based on the history of the 49ers, seems really low. But if Trey Lance is the starting quarterback, what does that mean for the, the, the pass attempts? And Kittle's, what, 29 years old at the start of the season? Or is he actually, uh, yeah, 29. So approaching the age where we would get a little bit concerned. Um, did, did his valuation that like the, how far Damian Pierce is behind George Kittle, did that make you feel a little bit about better about the idea of acquiring Pierce as a flyer? Like if you get him for a a second round pick? Yeah, it did did make me feel a lot better. I'm uh, typically not really going too hard on acquiring running backs, but Pierce is a player who I would value ahead of Kittle. I, I align more with you on this one, Heath. I just feel like Kittle's that shelf life is really, it could fall off at any point. And he's had many injury uh, issues in the past. Part of the issue is that the 49ers use him like, unlike most tight ends in the NFL, probably like two to 5% of tight ends where he's blocking on a heavy basis, almost at times, like a set, like a third offensive tackle. He's had shoulder issues because of it. He's a really physical blocker. So that could pop up again, even though he was kind of healthier last year. And with the quarterback uncertainty too, it just feels like to me, he's a big declining asset that I, that I wouldn't want much of. And Pierce, I agree that it, it's not you, that you're kind of bit going against history there, investing in a third round pick there. But I do think there were some signs from his rookie season that were really positive and some reason to believe that he could be a key component of that offense moving forward just because I think with C.J. Stroud versus some of the rest of the quarterbacks who were selected, you're going to see a heavy play action based offense like that's going to be the core of this offense get under center run play action rather than kind of spread shotgun and that could really benefit pierce as well so i i'm more along the lines of i have pierce much higher than kittle we've got one more short break and then we're going to get to as many of your dynasty trades as possible right after this i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, Dan, so you will be the first responder to each of these uh, trades that they give us. You're going to have to talk long enough about the trade for John and I to be able to (laughs) go to the trade calculator in the trade chart and and say uh, uh, what the chart says. So first, you get to say what the Dan says, and we're going to start with a a complicated one, because why not? I traded Devontae Smith, Tony Pollard, and Cole Komet for Kyle Pitts, Jerry Judy, and 209. Is that one more time? <laughs> Devontae Smith, Tony Pollard, and Cole Komet for Kyle Pitts, Jerry Judy, and 209. Which ended up being Marvin Mims. So you could just plug in Marvin Mims there. Okay. I like I like I like putting that player in. So it was a, uh Pitts, Judy, and and uh Marvin Mims. Pitts, I will Judy, say that that's going to help the trade a lot in my chart because I would have Marvin Mims more valuable than a late second so right. so good job there although it is a super flex league so that 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 makes a little more sense so yes Devonte pollard and commit for pitch judy and mims what side do you like dan this is a close one for me just because i think Pitts is the best asset in this deal still i feel like you know john and i have discussed this a little bit earlier but we're still very high on Pitts' skill set at some point his quarterback situation is going to get better it's probably not this year but at some point it's going to get better and it could be as soon as that like if, if things happen break the wrong way for atlanta this year we could be looking at caleb williams to kyle Pitts next year um as far as the rest of the trade goes i do think you're giving up the second and third best assets in Devonte smith and pollard i'm much higher on Devonte smith than most people uh, it seems like um so it's not a slam dunk for me as maybe it might be for you guys, but I do like this your side of the trade a little bit better because of Pitts, because of Mims. I'll also take the Pitts side. Uh, in the calculator, it comes in 62 points on the Pitts side, 55 points on the Devonta Smith side. The only asset on the Devonta Smith side that I kind of am interested in is Devonta Smith. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I also, I have interest in Jerry Judy. I do like him. I wish he would actually be getting more discounted. I feel like he yeah. is uh, as much as people are kind of discounting him. They're not discounting him <laughs> to the point where I can acquire him cheaply, which is what I would really like to do. Cause I still like Judy quite a bit. Uh, and then Marvin Mims, I'll, I'll take a shot on the young wide receiver instead of the mid range tight end that maybe does something for me every once in a while. And yeah, like we said, we've, we've talked about Tony Pollard. He is a, he is a move on from, for me. Well, I am not the uh, the Pitts guy on the show, and so I knew this was going to be the case. I, I disagree <laughs> with the fact that Kyle Pitts is a better dynasty asset than Devontae Smith. I think Smith is the best asset in the deal. Okay. I've actually got it at 55 for the Smith side, 42 for the Pitts and Judy side. The nice thing is that both Dan and John liked your side better, so good job. I guess we'd give that one a, a B-. Let's go to Twitter, and uh, one of our favorites on the show, Chalupa Batman, traded for Justin Jefferson. 
How do you trade for Justin Jefferson? I don't know how people pull this off. I, I don't have the ability to trade for Justin Jefferson. Nobody in my leagues that has Justin Jefferson will give him up. But I'm not sure I've ever offered this much either. He gave <laughs> up a 2024 first, a 2025 first, a 2026 first, wow. as well as a second, a third, and three fourths. So a total of eight draft picks, three of them being first-round draft picks. Now, one of the disclaimers that I put, Dan, before I let you get into this, one of the disclaimers I put on my on my trade chart is that like if you're making a two-for-one deal and you're giving up the best player in the deal, you should get at least a 10% bonus on the values in this. If you're taking a three-for-one, you should get at least a 20%, and you really shouldn't be taking four and five and six and seven-for-ones because people just stockpile assets to try to make you feel better about it after those <laughs> first top two or three deals. This might be the exception, but I don't know, Dan. How do you feel about it? Well, I think that advice you just gave, Heath, is really applies to all fantasy football and is really good advice that you guys should just consider moving forward. As far as Dynasty goes in this trade, I'm smiling early because I am just curious how the Dynasty calculator and the Heath calculator can work a trade like this when we just don't know. Like, and We have no information on what a 2026 first-round pick could be for this team. And I think for me, it's harder for me to evaluate this trade, Chalupa, because I don't know where your team's at. If your team is, is at a point where you were competing for the championship last year, let's say you made the semis or you even made the championship game or you won the league and you're, and you're getting Justin Jeffers in this, back in this deal, I like the trade because I feel like for a while your team is going to be able to compete. But it's hard for me to know that with certainty. I don't know what assets got you to the championship last year or made you a contender if it's all declining older assets then justin jefferson isn't going to be enough to keep you out of that top range that top pick range in 2025 and 2026 and then it becomes a situation where i don't really like the deal so i kind of need to know a little more context on the team but i'm going to give you the benefit of doubt and assume that you have a young thriving team and adding justin jefferson will keep will keep those picks low enough in the first round in the second round in the third round that it, it's a good trade for you yeah i think if you trade for justin jefferson john there you go. If you trade for Justin Jefferson, you're not going to feel bad about it. Like no matter how many future first round picks that you gave somebody, no matter what a trade calculator or a trade chart says, you've got Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Can right? I get the uh, Can I get the picks that were beyond the firsts again? I think there were some a couple of seconds. Twenty twenty six second and third. Okay. And a twenty twenty and fourths um, for each of the next three years. Okay, so like I don't and it worry is super about flex. I won't worry about the fourths or the thirds, right. and I can't even put them in the calculator that far out. Right. Uh, so the calculator only goes like two years out. So, but a, a general rule of thumb for like the pick values is they kind of cut in half <laughs> or okay. like or a third, like year to year. So, right. Um, like a 2026 first would probably come in valued around like six points. Um, okay. This this deal is a smash based on the calculator for Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson comes in around 64. Um, the all the picks, even you know, if I added in like the thirds and right. fourths, and they all got a few points here and there, probably comes in about 45. Um, so this is a smash for Justin Jefferson. I would also take Justin Jefferson's side. I love this. Your worst outcome is if it doesn't help your team just turn around and trade him right back. Yeah. <laughs> you can get, you know, maybe you, you lost your 24 first. You can still get a 25, a 26 and probably another 25 first next year. Like you can, you can move right, move him right back for those same assets. As long as he doesn't suffer some sort of horrific injury, something like that production wise, contract wise, everything <laughs> about Justin Jefferson is very, very good. His value is 
very secure. So your worst outcome, if it doesn't go your way, is well, then you just have to make the deal going the other way and getting the picks back to then use for rebuilding. And you can almost always do that. I like I like what Christian says here. Just go get your guy, especially if that guy is Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Um, I don't know, and this is where I could not get Bijan, is I didn't feel comfortable giving up quite that much for a running back. Um, I would do it for Jefferson. I would do it for Chase. Um, no problem at all, but I do have Bijan less valuable than those two guys. Um, and so Dan will have to I figure something else out. we got one more from Twitter, and then we'll get to the chat. And we'll go a little more rapid fire on these. We've got about five more minutes to go through trades. Let's see how many we can get through. I'll make them a little bit more simple. People are trading Devontae Smith. Brandon Weaver on Twitter has traded Devontae Smith for Michael Pittman and a 2025 first-round pick. Um, grading the trade, I'll, I'll give that a, a, an even C. I think it's a pretty even trade. Uh, again, I'm higher on Smith than others, so I think Keith will probably come in and say it's a good trade for you, um, and I can understand that as well. But I have my reservations about Michael Pittman moving forward with the Anthony Richardson experience. I think the gap between Smith and Pittman is much larger than a 2025 okay. first. So I might, yeah, my trade chart would say keep Devonte Smith and don't make that trade. The calculator says to make the trade and take the Pittman and 2025 first side uh, comes in 34 on the Pittman first side, 26 on the Devonta Smith side. I'm giving up this pick to move up <laughs> from Michael Pittman to Devonta Smith. I, I like Devonta Smith quite a bit as well. I would feel I, you know, if I got the offer, if somebody sent it to me saying, you know, can we get, can I get Michael Pittman and the 2025 first for Devonta Smith? I'd probably say, well, I want, I at least need, like, I don't want to give that, uh, I would want to add like a second to the Devonta Smith side, depending on how the negotiating went. That's a pretty fun way to do it. Like, Hey, you get a bump in the round. I get a bump in the receiver. Yeah. Let's go that way. Um, but I would ultimately want Devonta Smith over this. And I would probably give the 2025 first to get from Pittman. And I think you'll hear on most of the rest of these trades, like if if we can get the better guy, we'd just like to have the better guy calling in the chat. His, do you prefer Jamar chase or AJ Brown and Quentin Johnston chase Chase. for sure. This one's (laughs) not even close. Yeah. I'm not going to plug him into the calculator. I'm just going chase easy. Now I I noticed as high, like as high as AJ Brown was I think, I think the trade calculator would be higher on this trip on this trade than we would. But I agree it would probably still say the chase side. I do not have this as being all that close. I, I don't think that um, A.J. Brown and Quentin Johnston get within 10 points. Probably is, not. Is, is A.J. Brown higher on the trade value charts, on your trade value charts, than Devontae definitely, Smith straight up? Is he higher than who? Devontae Smith straight up for either of you. Um, I have oh, yeah. them be almost okay. back to back, but AJ Brown is slightly higher. So for me, I would it's not it's not close. I would prefer Devontae Smith over AJ Brown in Dynasty. Wow. Yeah, yep. you could I would think you can make that deal if you've I think there's a case Devontae Smith can start outscoring him as soon as this season. We'll see what Ooh. happens. But, yep. That is some spicy stuff. And we will put that in the, better. Uh, that in the show notes and maybe in the promoting tweets. So we've got um, 12 teams, Superflex, PPR, start nine, Miles Sanders and a 2025 third for Jordan Madison, Jaden Reed and a 2024 second. This one does require a little mm. bit of math, Dan. That's, that's Alexander Madison, right? Yes. It's got to be Alexander Madison. Yeah. So, hmm. Oh, you said Dan go first. I like Dan that. go first and let's do some math. <laughs> this is close. Uh, math needs to be done. I'm definitely higher on Jaden Reed than most, so I do kind of like that side because of that. But 
I'm not high on Alexander Madison at all for Dynasty. I'm really not even that high for a redraft. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Miles Sanders side here because I just think you're going to get two years maybe out of Sanders there in Carolina. Uh, that's that's the thing is like his contract that he got in free right. agency makes him one of the least likely guys to disappear right. two years from right now because of the way they structured that contract. He's probably going to be on the Panthers in three years. Um, and so I, I would semi-strong prefer the Sanders side. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and take the Madison side. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't think I don't really play either running back uh, in this group uh, beyond what I'm going to get from them this year. It's like, yep. so basically I think I can get the same things from them. Miles Sanders might outscore Madison right. might finish a little bit ahead of him, not by much. And I would much rather have the rookie wide receiver and, the and a second. 24 second yeah. than the 25 third. So the running backs kind of cancel out for me. Right. I'm taking the Madison side based on the other assets that are in it. Here's an interesting one with a rookie wide receiver. John gave up JSN. I will be really interested to hear how the tr- how the trade calculator views this one. Gave up JSN and got Drake London a 2024 second and a 2025 second. Yeah, if I, I'm gonna, if, oh, go ahead, John. I would rather have Drake London than JSN. Straight up, yeah. I'd rather have Drake London and J- JSN straight up. So I was just about to say I love this trade. I'm a big fan of Drake London moving forward. I don't think there's any wide receiver who was held back more by quarterback play in 2022 than Drake London. I had a chance to evaluate four of those games on tape to watch Drake London for a Beyond the Box Score podcast. And he was getting, there was one game against Pittsburgh last year against the Steelers where he should have had 200 plus yards. And I think he had like 84 because yeah. Marcus Mariota overthrew him in horrible ways. So What's the, I like uh, London a lot what's the trade calculator say john so i disagree with the calculator because i definitely want jsn over london (laughs) okay uh but the calculator agrees with you guys the calculator has drake london over jackson smith and jigba now do i want jsn above london by a difference of two seconds no okay (laughs) so i would take the london in the second side and that's tough for me to say because i really like i like jackson smith and jigba quite a bit but uh Look, you're going to throw me two second round picks on top, like for a wide receiver that I still think is very good as well. It's not right. like I want him that much more. I'll take the give me the extra picks. Speaking of seconds, good job, Jasmine. Everybody, go oh see if you God. can trade two trade. second round picks for Jahan Dotson. I absolutely love that. Was that was a steal, Jasmine. I would yeah, like to well just. Done. Yeah, let's just go trade two second round picks for the best player we can in all of our leagues. Get those and, two second uh, round picks that you just you just because you just got Drake London and uh, and Jahan Dotson for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Well done. <laughs> yeah. And uh, John, uh, John, it looks like. Uh, yes, I know. I forget every. I'm running a league where the waivers run every at noon every day, and I'm ugh. every day I forget. <laughs> Well, I'll be better it's, uh, <laughs> it's too late here, at least. Maybe it's not where you live. John, John, we really appreciate you coming on the show today. We have done this once before. We are going to do this multiple times again. We appreciate everything you do for Scott Fishbowl, everything you do for Fantasy Cares. Thank you for coming and bringing the trade knowledge and the running back hate. Thank you for thank you guys for having me. I, and I thank you guys for spreading the Scott Fishbowl and Fantasy Cares Eliminators and supporting and all that. that. You guys do great. So we, we really appreciate that. Thank all of you for uh, for watching today. Thanks for all the questions. I'm sorry. There's a lot of trades in there we didn't get to. We will get to those in the future. We're going to do this again next Tuesday. We'll talk to you then. Bye.